The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Look at those highlights. Bro, he, Tony put they in some Tony studied. <laughs> they still this, make this those? This is the most studying I've ever seen Tony do in his life. And <laughs> we actually, went to junior high and high school together. <laughs> He's been really prepared, though. He has. I'm very proud of him. I'm I so proud my, of you, man. action-oriented. This is why I bug you guys when we don't have a topic picked <laughs> out and it needs to be a topic that we study. What the hell? Build the wall. <laughs> That's what it's, it is. Silence your phone. If I have just a few days, I can actually prep and feel good. I love it. Well, I would say feel good. This topic made me feel bad. I'll be your mom this episode. Yes. This topic's horrible. Well, Tony, I'll be your mom this episode. I wish you would have put this much effort when you were in high school. <laughs> hey, I graduated. <laughs> <laughs> I got my diploma. I walked. I got a diploma. <laughs> I walked. Yeah. And on that note, <laughs> we'll bring it in to Five's a Crowd. Hey. Hello, everybody, Hello. and welcome. Hello. I am Zach, your host for the night. Next to me, I got Tony and Austin hey. and Chris. Hello. And I forgot. No, <laughs> I was about to say Cam, but I was looking there, and then we got Cam. I was going to flip you guys' names. It'd be an Apparently, honor. we're not that good of friends. It'd be an honor. It's still <laughs> easy to forget names. It's like we got no. Austin, Zach, Chris. <laughs> I literally, <laughs> it was one of those things. I was kind of looking at Cam, and I went, "And no, that's not Cam." But you were looking at Chris, or you were looking I, at? I don't know. <laughs> you just I, did it again. What are you guys over here? <laughs> I'm oh tired. Gosh. It's been a long day <sighs> for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Touché. Well, I mean, right, I can honestly say this is probably the uh, happiest moment you're going to see in this entire podcast. Yeah. Yes, I'm a little bit nervous because um, I have never done any research or heard. Like, I just heard that there was something bad that happened over here at the Hi-Fi Shop, but I don't know what um, happened over here at the Hi-Fi Shop. I think before be. we get into it, I think we should throw a disclaimer out there for everybody else. Little ears probably shouldn't be watching. And Most if you, definitely. Yes. Yeah. Well, I hope ears watching aren't watching or, anyway. <laughs> I hope little ears aren't in the room if you're listening, listening or watching. Or watching. There we go. Thank you. Um, this is going to be a very, very uh, sensitive graphic. subject. Graphic subject. Graphic, sensitive, dark, um, explicit. Yes. You know us. We try to do the best we can to make the best out of a very bad situation. Um, but this will be a very... Sad and sensitive subject. <laughs> what? Yeah. No, I, oh, I totally, okay. I'm, I, I mean, I don't really know what to expect. I just expect dark. Oh, I don't, th- I don't know if, yeah, I'm saying, I I'm don't wondering. know if you, you're going I, dark enough. I, oh, this is, really? 
Yes. Yeah. You, oh my! So you have to reach. Like, there's no light at the end of this tunnel. Okay. So that this isn't said, like our Ted Bundy episode where, like, we still found a way to bring light to it because you know he gets fried at the end. I okay. this one. Yeah. Okay, well, now that that's news to me, please make sure you're wearing headphones. <laughs> please don't let anyone else hear that you're listening to this. And maybe don't even share it. I don't know. Yeah. And also, no. because this is most certainly going to be demonetized, make sure you hit those join buttons. Okay, join us. Give us some support if you love this channel to help us grow and to help us bring you more wonderful content. Yes. yes. If this is the first one you're listening to, we do have lighter episodes. Lot, <laughs> lot lighter episodes. So yeah. this is weighing heavy on your conscience. Check out some of our comedy ones. They're great. <laughs> All right. That being said, though, um, I kind of brought up this subject a little while ago because you don't really hear about this one that much. Which is surprising. I, I, it, Even and being it in really our hometown. Is. And, you know, this was actually in our hometown. Um, I, in fact, drive past this building pretty much almost every day mm. with my work. Um, so it's it's located in, in central Ogden. Um, at least this used to be the building still there. I did change names. I don't know what it is now. So wait, is it the one on Riverdale as you're heading, like as no. you're getting off the freeway? No. I no. think this one was on Washington. Are they Boulevard. affiliated? Uh, they might be, or they might've just taken the names or something. Yeah. Yeah. So the original place, this is about the hi-fi shop murders. Yes. And yeah, like he said, the original place was in Ogden. There yeah, is now one in on Riverdale. This the, one, not the same. This place. one took was place. Like, it was twenty three twenty three Washington Boulevard. Yeah, yeah. Okay, is where this one took place, which is not a secluded area. No, like it's a busy place. Yeah, yes. it's right out there. It's the Vard. Yeah, you cruising the Vard. I remember that. Right in downtown Ogden. <laughs> so okay. My Cavalier. <laughs> My Astro Rally so, Sport. But I think I think the most enticing thing about this one, though, is there is back entrances to it. There's back entrances, you know, like you can go the in. They alley. allow customers in through the back or the front. Mm -hmm. Oh. Um, and so I, it, I I don't know. I didn't. They didn't really specify where they entered from. Um, but. Basically, I mean, let's set the scene. We've got this place called the Wi-Fi shop, or the Hi. the Wi-Fi. The <laughs> they, they didn't have Wi-Fi. <laughs> April twenty second, nineteen seventy four. Yeah, and you got this the Hi-Fi shop. They sell they sell stereo goods, um, high equipment, uh, basically high end equipment. Um, a lot of good sound equipment. Yes, yes, like audio, a vehicle audio, high end audio. They yeah. were actually home audio. Oh, it was home audio. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, there was um, there was two workers in the shop at the time. Correct. Um, I'm trying to think. There was um, Sherry Ansley. Shell yep, Shelly on. Is Ansley. it Shelly or Sherry? I thought it was Shelly. I got Sherry. Sherry. Michelle. Yeah. <laughs> Michelle's <laughs> the name. Michelle's then, the middle name. It is yeah. Sherry. Okay, yeah, Sherry Michelle Ansley. Yeah. And then you've got Brian Courtney Nesbitt. Yeah. Um, which I kind of want to call him Courtney. He's yeah. actually referenced Courtney a lot because that's the name he went by. His dad is actually Brian. Yeah. He wasn't there quite yet, though. Was he not there? No. no. It was the two employees at first. Mm -hmm. so, wasn't Brian one of the employees? No. He was only 16. So it was Stanley Walker, who he was 20. And then oh, okay. um, Sherry or Michelle Ainsley was 18. They were the two employees working that night okay. at the time. My bad. Thank you. Right before closing. And it was right before closing time. Yes. Right. And two vans show up. 
to set an even worse part about this, I believe it was <laughs> Sherry. She was actually covering a shift for someone. I think you're right. Um, she had someone had asked her to cover their shift, and she just said, "Okay." Um, she well, and, and I think it said too. She she'd only been working there a week. Yeah, yes, that's what I was going to yeah, say. Yeah, she'd been working there a week. Um, she was actually engaged, mm-hmm. um, set to be married mm-hmm. that August. Yep. Um, so now before we venture further, I think it's also important why we're covering this because I don't know if this actually hit international news. I would imagine at the time it did, but well, we're also covering this subject because the hi-fi shop obviously is close to home for us. Mm-hmm. Yes. Similar to like the Ted Bundy cases that we yeah. covered earlier. Like mm-hmm. the hi-fi shop is very close to us, not during our time frame, but during our parents' time frame, which is also unique. Yeah. yeah. Definitely during our parents' time frame. Yeah, exactly. So like Chris so, said, April 22nd, 1974, it was it was an evening just right before the store was closing. Two vans pulled up with several men who walked into the store brandishing firearms, and they basically took everyone in the store hostage. The two well, so at first. Just the two employees. Just the, the two, two first. And then Courtney, the 16-year-old, he showed up because he, he walked in to say thank you because they let him park his car in the parking lot while he right. ran an errand or something. Yes. So, so literally just popped in to say thank you. He popped in to say thank you, walked in in the middle of the robbery. By this time, they had already tied up the other two in the basement. So Stanley Walker. Stanley and Michelle, and they tied them up in the basement. Courtney walks in. They grab him, tie him up. Yep. Then... Then Who mother the Carol and then later on Oren Walker and Carol Stanley's forty three year old father was worried why his son hadn't come home, yep. so he went to the story the store and Courtney Nesbitt's mother Carol yep. Peterson Nesbitt yep. also went to the store that evening looking for her son and basically they went in there and were taken hostage and tied up in the basement. Mm-hmm. So, so by this point, there's now five hostages all tied up in the basement. Yep. Yes, um, and then. At one point, um, so I guess we should say the names of who basically came in there and robbed the place. There's Dale Pierre. Yes. William Andrews and Keith. Now, here's the thing. Do we actually want to give them the names? I, well, me I mean, personally, at this point, they're, they're deceased. Yes. Okay. I just, I hate giving, uh, yeah, giving I hate credit. naming credit, like giving credit to people who did such dark things because I feel like it. I mean, sure, they're dead, but it gives people who are considering doing something like my name could live on. And I yeah, hate that. No, I, I know exactly. For what the you story, mean. though, like you Pierre and Andrews, you need to know what who who did what in yeah. the story. Okay. Yeah. okay. Yeah. So, I mean, we just call them by their last names. You got Pierre and Andrews and then Roberts, Roberts who was who, the, the getaway, getaway driver. driver. Yeah. And there so, were supposedly three other men, but they... Never identified them. There wasn't enough evidence yeah, to yeah. charge them. There was nothing ever. So, six, so te- technically six technically guys six, total. But yeah. they couldn't prove the other three were involved in any and way, shape, were or form or there. Or... All airmen from Hill Air Force Base. Really? Yes. Yes. They were yes. all in the military. Yes. Okay. Which that, that actually comes in um, a little bit later. But yeah, they basically show up at this shop right before closing, try to rob it. End up tying the two downstairs, and then the other three walk in. They're downstairs. Um, at that point, they're holding them hostage. Andrews is kind of watching over them. Pierre goes to use the bathroom. Ends up seeing liquid Drano. No. no. So what happens is Pierre tells Andrews to go out in the van and get the... In, there's Drano inside of a, a 
Oh, a so bag, then a paper bag. Then there's two different stories because I listened to a bunch of podcasts where he claims that he went to the bathroom. It was and later saw found it in there out, too, and it was it was stated that he actually brought it for that reason. Oh my gosh! See, so that's, he brought it into oh, the van. Now that okay. makes it even worse. Yes. Yeah, like, this does. was all like, premeditated. I, I literally thought he went to the bathroom because, like I said, I had listened to a few other podcasts about mm. this. Yeah, so they and were, it was it was stated that he found the Drano inside the bathroom. No, they were quoted saying that they were going to rob this hi-fi shop and would kill anybody who got in their way. And they ended up, they watched a movie. Yeah. And I yes. can't remember the movie. Um, Magnum uh, Force is what it was, where there was a prostitute yeah. who was forced to drink Drano and died right off the bat. Yeah, in the movie, she, she struggles a little bit and then dies. And so they were like, they wanted to figure out a way to kill him quickly and quietly. And so they got the idea from this movie, thinking that it would play out exactly like okay. it did in the movie. Yeah. So, okay. I mean, so that, you know, makes you, leads you to believe that they weren't even there to rob. They weren't even there for money. They were straight up there to murder. There's, yeah, there was definitely. It was both. Horrible intent. I, yeah. I feel like. They just had. I feel no. like the robbery was almost an excuse. As been. far as, I I don't know. I think they just wanted to do it all. I think they wanted to kill people and, and make some money at it while they're at it. Or do you think they went, wanted to rob but didn't want to leave any witnesses? Maybe, but I feel like even that there's just. But that's going for like you're you're literally elevating your punishment. Yeah, like you rob, yeah, you're going to be punished, but like you rob and murder. I just now your like, your death penalties on. I the, feel like your your classic robbery where you're not afraid to kill people. There's quicker ways to do it. If you're looking to get in and get out, someone gets in your way, you hurry and shoot them, and you move on. Yeah, this was sick. This yeah. was because you got to think they had the first two people hostages for what is probably a couple hours, and then like other the other three people started showing up. Because I mean, at what point do you go? Okay, it's been it's been a little while. The kid, you know, like, yeah. the kid hasn't come home yet. What are they doing? Like at least an hour or so has gone by. Well, yeah, and yeah, that, the, it never the, really does. It go over how long the whole thing start to finish took. Uh, I, I never, wanna, I, I never saw numbers I as far say it was as time like three frame. to four hours, because I know the parents showed up about an hour after that closed at eight o'clock, if I remember right. Yeah, and the parents showed up at about nine o'clock. Yeah, and so, but and it they, did say it was they, around seven, so it was pr- what roughly two hours then. Yeah, maybe be two hours to get everybody in the hostage situation, and then. I don't know if they say anything. My guesstimate would be about an hour to maybe two hours after that. Yeah. Uh, But what it was is uh, Pierre was supposed to be the enforcer over the whole thing. And then Andrews was the brains behind it all. Yeah. So Pierre has Andrews go to the van and grab a paper bag and inside of it's Drano. And they bring it back in and they tell them that it's vodka and sleeping pills. That's right. And they try to have... Um, Orin Walker, the father, mm-hmm. administer it to all the people, and he refuses to, mm-hmm. so they throw him on his face and start proceeding to pour Drano down these people's Yeah, throats. they put him in a, into a seated position and yep. forced him to drink it. And uh, They're gurgling. It said almost immediately blisters on the victim's lips. Um, it burned their tongue, throats. And peeled flesh around their mouths. Gosh. And they tried to take 
duct tape and put it over their mouth so they couldn't spit yeah, out so the Drano. Spit it out. And the Drano wouldn't even, or no, the, the, duct, the duct, no, duct tape the, wouldn't even stick to the mouse because their flesh was just oh blistering so gosh. bad. The blisters yeah. and stuff so were causing blisters. the adhesive of and, the... And even, even, so this, I'm not reading it in here, but they, um, the dad, um, he was the last one to have the Drano administered. Yeah. And he actually saw what was happening, that they were forcing him in the side. So what he did is he actually, as he was drinking it, he was allowing it to dribble down, uh-huh. trying not to swallow it. Yep. And even just the little bit that he got into his mouth, like it just started closing up and everything. Yeah. And it, just causing so much blisters. It said that he let it kind of trickle out and then he mimicked the other people yep. to pretend like he was going through what they were going through. But to set it up though so he's over here mimicking what his 16 year old son is actually going through Mm -hmm. wow that's what like he's witnessing his son get tortured yeah and and that's just it too you got to figure so so the two employees or who was it it was the 18 year old that michelle ainsley wasn't it it was her parent and then it was the 16 year old's parent right so Carol or was, was the it, 16, was Courtney's parent. Oh, it was Stanley's parent. Yeah. So it was Stanley, the 20-year-old. And then Oren and was then the 16-year-old's yeah. parent. Mm-hmm. So yeah. two of the five are parents watching their kids. Their kids. Tortured. Yeah. So so how, how did these airmen take them hostage? Did they say how, like, if they had weapons? They or had guns. They, had yeah. guns. They, yeah. they came in brandishing guns. Okay. Mm-hmm. Just handguns, but mm-hmm. yeah. Came in, forced them just down to the basement, basement. tied them up. And see, and that's just, that's just it too, is like why they, I don't know. That's, I mean, yeah, the 16 year old walks in on them, but they can easily overtake us because these guys were what in their twenties, right? Mm -hmm. So they're they're 20 ish airmen. They're obviously physically fit. Um, they know what they're doing. They could take anybody, tie them up in the basement and then go upstairs, do the robbery and get out. I, they were trying to execute mm-hmm. them. Exactly. That's so I actually think, I don't think it says an age. I think that these guys were a lot older. No, than I, I, it says an age. Um, I don't remember where, but it was, they were in mid twenties. Were they in their mid twenties? Okay. By the, yeah. I think one of them of the three that they don't mention was like 18. Jeez. Yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, but yeah. So Pierre, the one who's kind of the muscle after the whole Drano thing backfires and it's not killing them as quickly and quietly. Cause by this point, the hostages are screaming, they're in pain. So now it's causing a mess. It's loud. It's taken mm-hmm. too long. So he decides to shoot Carol and Courtney. Um, Carol is the mom. The mom of Courtney. So mother and son. He shoots them both. Courtney um, Ex- execution style. Ex- yeah, back yeah, of, the the back of the head. Mm. And. Uh, and it says later, Carol, unfortunately, she ends up dying on the, well, she's pronounced dead at the hospital. Yeah. They take her to the hospital. Mm-hmm. She's pronounced dead on site. Um, Courtney, the 16-year-old. Actually survives. He survives. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As crazy as that is. Yep. 
They After him, the Drano and everything. They get him to the hospital. getting shot in the back of the head. Yeah, they get no him to way. the hospital, yeah. and he yeah. he survives. He's He actually survives the entire ordeal. And then and then he, he didn't actually pass away until June 4th of 2002, I believe is when Holy it was. Holy cow. Jeez. And then, so, yeah. And then he also proceeds to shoot at Oren, who he misses, and then shoots his son, Stanley, killing him, and then goes back and shoots Oren again and grazes the back of his head. Which... I just, to me, you're in this basement. I can't imagine the basement's that big. How do you shoot and miss? <laughs> I just <laughs> clearly they weren't that good at their job. Adrenaline, right? or so, I don't know something. I don't know. I just here's even the worst part. After this, with with Oren, is they so they shoot him. He's still alive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so Pierre, pretty much pissed off at this point, gets a pen. At first, he tries it. strangling him, though. No, yeah, oh, he, that's he, right. He, he does. He jumped try. on his back and wrapped a wire, yeah, wire around he, his throat and tried to strangle tried him. To strangle tried him. to strangle him. It didn't that work. didn't work. So then they get a pen, shove it in his ear, and he basically curb stomps his ear. Oh, and my gosh. busts through his eardrum into his throat. Yes. So in and down into oh his throat. Oh, my gosh. Yep. Crazy wow, part you is. you guys were not kidding. This is not. It's, yeah. it's horrible. Crazy part is Horrific. he survives the whole He's thing. He's one of the survivors. Yes. Oh, my God. So out of the five of them, three of them were killed, and then two survived. So yes. what, but with what happens life after all this? Things. Well, well, hey, it's not done it's yet. Not done it's yet. not done yet. The, the what girl, is probably the worst. Yes. I, I don't even know. It's so hard to say because this is all insanely disgusting, inhumane. Like, this is some of the worst evil I've ever seen. Yeah. I, I still think this is the worst. Out of and, everything, and, and I still think this is the worst, what they did to the girl, Ainsley. So Pierre, the super douchebag psychopath, um, takes Ainsley into the far corner of the basement. Well, he tells he tells Andrew to leave for, yeah, 30, Andrew, minutes, for thirty minutes. For thirty minutes, and, and then Andrew's he, the son. No, no Andrew's just the other guy. Okay, okay. Yeah. he's the accomplice. But he he forces her at gunpoint to remove her clothes, and I'm sure you can imagine what he does mm-hmm. with her. So he, but this is after Drano. Yes, yeah. this is all after Drano. Oh Drano was God. the first thing. Then after it didn't work, then they proceed to... Pierre decided he wanted to have his way with her. Mm-hmm. More than once. And then he he allows her to go to the bathroom with him watching. And then he, when she comes out, still naked, he throws her on the floor and shoots, shoots her in the her back in of the head. head. Execution style. And, and Pierre, not Pierre, the... Is it Orin Andrews? Walker. Warren Walker? Well, Orrin Walker, the survivor who later mm-hmm. testifies he testifies that Ainsley's last words were I'm too young to die right before they shoot her 18 mm-hmm. years old 18 year old girl and that's My why I gosh. specified earlier I mean this is nothing to the other person but man I don't think I could live on my conscience like knowing that hey I took this day off and asked this girl to work for me and now oh she yeah. was she wasn't even supposed to be there Oh my like god! I'm, I'm sure that's like I, I. Well, a week on the job. Yeah, like engaged this is, to be married, and this is no way in shape or form trying to shame that person, you know, for hey, you know, cover my shift and stuff. Because that's how, how can, are they supposed to how, know? Yeah, exactly. how can you know that this is going to happen? Yeah, but man, like, just t- wrong place at the wrong time. Like, well, my mother actually grew up next to the Neb- Nesbits. They were her okay. neighbors. And she remembers um, Courtney. Really? Oh, oh, no, wait. Who's the one who didn't? Courtney yeah, survived. Courtney. Yeah, mm-hmm. so yeah, Courtney. Courtney survived. Courtney was a really 
bright young man who created a telescope in his backyard. And at full on, like, he was just this, a smart, bright young man. And to have this all happen to him and then with all the trauma and everything that had happened, he was never the same again. He had amnesia. Ever. Wasn't amnesia. able to testify. But he also had no brain damage, way. severe brain damage. Mm-hmm. What was it? He, uh, he was hospitalized for 266 days before being released. Jeez. And then he was actually able to go back to high school. He graduated high school, but then college he had yeah. to drop out because he couldn't function with the brain damage that he had. Well, God, let alone I can't imagine even what that Drano did to his insides. Oh, yeah. Well, he like, eventually committed suicide as well at 42 or 44. 44. 44 oh, is that old. how he passed? Yeah. Yeah, but it said he, cro- he suffered chronic pain for the rest of his yeah. life. I mm-hmm. can only imagine. And then I mean, Oren Walker, the one with the pen in the air, surprisingly, he, other than the obvious damage to the ear, he was okay. I'm, but, but yeah. he, and he ultimately is the one who testified. Yeah. Yeah. It was him. And then it was, um, Brian Nesbitt, um, Courtney's dad, um, because Courtney, because of the amnesia, he couldn't testify. Mm-hmm. They, yeah. they wouldn't be able to. Yeah trust his word Mm -hmm. so what happens after all this like at some point so so, the end yeah yeah so at some point the rescue comes right yeah Mm -hmm. so it says bodies were discovered three hours later so yeah there is kind of a time frame there so three hours later oren's wife so the the man with the pen Mm -hmm. um it's his wife and his other son come to the store looking for him um oren's son heard noises in the basement. So he told his mom to call the police. He went around back and ended up finding the bodies. Yeah. And so they, the police came, like we said, Carol was put in an ambulance, um, Carol and Courtney. So the mother and son, they were put in the ambulance. Carol ended up dying or pronounced dead at the hospital. Um, the other two, um, Stanley and Ainsley, they were pronounced dead on the spot. But um, yeah, I. Well, here's what's wild too. So hours after the crime, the news of the crime broke. An anonymous Air Force yep. employee called Ogden Police and told them that Andrews had confided to him months earlier. One of these days, I'm going to rob the hi-fi shop, and if anybody gets in my way, I'm going to kill them. Yeah, yeah. Really? So he gave them a tip, and they didn't. No, he, this no, is after. after yeah, this was after. So news after broke. the news broke of the murders. This anonymous airman called the police and said, hey, the person, Andrews, who was involved in this, he told me he was going to do this. Yeah. Kind yeah. Of basically like testifying yeah. against and, Yeah, him. basically saying, yeah. I, I talked to this guy. His name's Andrews. He told me this, this a couple months ago. This was premeditated. A character witness yeah. is pretty much. Yeah. So and then that, yep. um, you've got uh, hours later after that, two teenage boys who were dumpster diving near Hill Air Force Base contacted the police after discovering the victim's wallets and purses, recognizing their pictures from the driver's licenses. Yep. Here's the crazy part. So this, um, I liked this part, this is why, um, this is actually used to this day with the FBI as far as training goes. Um, this case and this scene and this scenario. So these cops, they show up and they decide to put on a scene because I mean, everybody knows what's going on. They're doing this dumpster yeah. diving. They're looking for this product. So they're thinking, okay, these guys have got to be in the crowd somewhere. Let's see what we can do. 
So they're pulling stuff out, just doing a show. Oh my God, a, a wallet, you know, holy, you know, this stuff. And of course they notice, um, two guys in the background fidgety, you know, doing this calling antsy, little anxious, antsy, just anxious. Well, and everybody else is just standing there silent. Yeah. Just they're watching. silent, just shocked. Like, holy crap. We can't believe this is happening. And yeah, of course you've got these two guys who are just jitters. And so that's, that's pretty much how they ended up getting them. What was saying? Uh, so here's the thing that they uh, pace, I don't. They, yes. Yeah, here's the thing I don't understand though. Okay, so so they show up. They hear stuff in the basement. They call the police. Did the guys get out? Well, yeah. So it said that after, um, where was it? After they, uh, oh, where was what it? What was the question? So when when did the the perpetrators leave? Like when they when Miss Walker and them showed up. Oh, so what had so they that's already what left after, and the noises they heard were the people who were still alive. Well, so after Ainsley, um, that's when the whole pen situation happened. Yes. After that, he must have lost consci- consciousness or something. It doesn't really specify. They but just probably thought he was they dead. They just assumed he was dead. So then they went upstairs, finished loading the vans and left. And, left. and then um the and, mom or whatever, who found them basically showed up three hours after. Okay, so yeah, yeah. so the, they were gone, they were and gone. what they heard in the basement because I misunderstood that and thought they were hearing them in the oh. basement. No, they no. just so showed they heard up. The victims, the ones that were still like partially alive, or whatever, yeah. and then called the police. Did yeah. they hear them? Yeah, it says they heard noises. They heard they noises. Oh, okay. coming so from the basement. What okay. those noises and they were? They broke down the back door. Yeah. So they were probably screaming help or something. Yeah, exactly. Something. If they could scream. Exactly. Or, uh, yeah, I don't even know if they could just scream. Just noises but. of pain. Who knows? Yeah. Okay. And so then, then now that makes sense. Because wasn't, it wasn't making sense in my head. Like, why are they making a scene at a dumpster if the guys were still there? Like This is after, yeah. Yeah. So, so they essentially, I'm guessing the news of it broke. They went back to the scene where the police were putting on a show to try to draw them out essentially well they they got the phone call of the the wallets and all that stuff in dumpsters near air the hill air force base mm-hmm. and yeah, so and, and that doesn't make any sense to me so did, did they themselves drop off their wallets that's where they dumped all that's that. where they dumped all the evidence oh, and then okay. some kids were dumpster diving and you're talking the wallets of the victims yes right yes yes and then some kids were dumpster diving noticed these wallets were like oh cool oh, okay. well they and remember then saw the driver's licenses oh, yeah. and and then put two and two together because of the because what the they news. had seen on the news Dude, way to go for those kids like honestly then, like i mean I i'd like, like to think that i could be that smart at that age <laughs> right but i honestly don't know <laughs> i would have just glanced at the driver's license like oh sweet money <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> But But yeah, yeah. it was saying, though, that that detective, he received an award from the Utah branch of the Justice Department for his proactive techniques for using that loud Mm -hmm. theatrical Mm -hmm. scene of pulling that stuff out of the dumpsters. And also, because the dumpsters, I don't know if we mentioned this, the dumpsters were out by Hill Air Force Base, so they weren't even on Ogden. Mm -hmm. Yep, right. So, and then after that point, um, the officers um, implicated Andrews, Pierre, and Roberts, and they were arrested. A search warrant was then issued for their barracks, um, and then they found flyers for the hi-fi shop, a rental contract for a unit at a public storage uh, facility. Following the issuance of another search warrant for that storage unit, uh, 
Um, they found stereo equipment taken from the hi-fi shop, later identified via the seri serial numbers, and uh, also recovered was the half-empty bottle of Drano. Oh, my, oh gosh. my gosh. Like, I mean, at least... So here's my question. I mean, why didn't, like, if these guys had the evidence, the Drano being one of them, why didn't they just take the wallets back to their storage unit? See, that's the thing is that that's, I, I, that's ultimately what got him caught. I love that. how these psychopaths are always so stupid. Yeah. They make mistakes. And thank goodness they, they are. The no, dumbest I mean, mistakes. no, for real. Thank goodness they are, because if these guys were half as smart as they were, who knows if, what would happen, especially working for Hill Air Force Base. Maybe they're only stationed there for a year or two and then they're gone. Right. Mm -hmm. You yeah. know, that's so true. I didn't think of that. like and now you've got this cold case on these murders and you never figure out who it is. When well, and, and back yeah. then too. I mean, Jenny, oh, yeah, Jenny's like Jenny's obsessed with forensic files right now. She loves watching that show, and I watch some of them with her. And it's amazing how many of them are from like the '60s, '70s, '80s that now they're just bringing forward and resolve or not resolving, but they're solving them now because of where technology's at. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But a crime like this, like Zach just said, even if they didn't get caught back then. And we used our technology today to go back and try and solve this. These guys could be anywhere. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, mm -hmm. as I mean, if you know the military, it could take you anywhere around the world. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, and the, but the dumb thing too is like you were mentioning earlier, you're literally taking your case. If you're caught from robbery to murder. Yeah. Which is, you know, a few years in the clinker versus prison for life. Impossible death sentence. Impossible death yeah. sentence. And it's like, okay, if you're going to rob the place, rob it. You yeah. know, like, like, don't kill anyone. Like they claim, if anyone gets in our way, we're going to kill them. Everyone that got in your way is easily, easily overpowered by you. Well, obviously, yeah. they you're, tied you're them three down. three young men. Well, and they, I, I saw their ages. They're 21, 19, and 19. Yeah, I was going to say, I just saw that too. Yeah. So you're three young men in the military. You've gone through basic. You're strong. You know how to kill people easily that are at your same level. A 16-year-old, a 43-year-old, these people aren't going to be any match for you. Mm -hmm. Like, tie them up in the basement, steal your shiz, get caught later. <laughs> like, just let, like... Or... Or rob the place after closing. Yeah, yeah. Just, break into the dang place. I can't imagine they had an alarm system, yeah, or if they did, it was very sophisticated. I was gonna say, I can't imagine an alarm system being that. Not back in the seventies, like seventies, like yeah. that. Yeah. Like oh. I again, like I look at this and I, I think to myself, there's no way these guys wanted to just steal from this place. No, they wanted to murder people. Yeah. Well, and even if they wanted to murder, it was in the dumbest way possible. You yeah, I mean? from I, a movie you saw. Yeah. And you had I, a gun. Yeah. Just heinous. Which, yeah. Well, it's and just, it's like they go, <laughs> that's what's what they wanted something quick and quiet. They thought that the Drano would just go down their throat and kill them like a fast acting poison to where they just grab their throat and die because you don't want to set off your, you don't want to shoot your gun and have the loud pops of the gun. Mm -hmm. So then they start to scream in pain. And so then you shoot them anyway. Now your gun is popping loud and they're still not in any rush. Like they shoot Carol and Courtney at the beginning of all this. And then they're still there for what I would guess is at least another hour. Yeah. And I don't know. These guys. Well, and look at this. So Pierre, the the douchiest of the douches, 
he uh he was transferred to Hill Air Force Base as a helicopter mechanic. Almost yeah. on arrival, he became the mm-hmm. prime suspect yeah. in the murder of Edward Jefferson, yeah. an Air Force sergeant on a Hill Air Force Base. Yeah, yeah. I was right no so away. already right away. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, but he was, they 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 uh, lacked any evidence to try to convict him. Yeah, but he he was the main suspect for that murder. So and maybe he got like a taste of blood and wanted more or something. At the he time of the have. hi-fi murders, he was out on bail for a car theft from a Salt Lake city mm-hmm. dealer, yeah. car dealer. So, and this guy right here, he's the ringleader of it all. So he probably, well, technically I mean, they said Andrews was the brains of it, but Pierre definitely carried it out. Yeah. He was the cool, he, I mean, yeah, this dude cold was killer, definitely a serial killer yeah. in the making. He was, uh, like he was I feel like this kind of stuff I feel like is where the devil himself comes into play. Mm-hmm. Like oh, I yeah. I feel like th- I don't know. There's it's actually like you bringing that up makes me think of this there's this show called Evil. Uh it's a really cool show and all what the premise of it is is these guys from the the Catholic Church they come and they look for the help from this like psychological 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 <laughs> investigator like that helps in like crimes and stuff and just kind of giving a, a psychological insight into these murders and stuff to like the prosecution and whatnot. Well, the whole show premise is every episode they're trying to determine whether or not these people who are committing these heinous crimes are under the influence of the devil or they're just crazy people. And so it's, it's interesting because in the show it shows kind of both sides and you're left Mm. trying to figure out, okay, if, if the devil is real and demons are real, could this person be under their influence or is this a clever guys to try to get themselves off of, you know, right out of trial, go for a mistrial or plead insanity or whatnot. So, I mean, it, 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 I mean, it's, look it's at a hard uh, line to walk. Like you don't know. Look at the Amityville horror. Um, mm-hmm. True story. In fact, the guy just died. Um, mm-hmm. What was his name? I can't remember his name. I don't know, but he just died in prison. But that's uh, that was his argument in court that the devil made him do it. As far as that, he pleaded insanity because he heard voices telling him to kill his family. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I don't know. I think these guys like, are this just is, cruel so, jerks. This is pure evil. Yeah. So it says that Pierre and Andrews, the two that were basically doing everything, they were charged with first-degree murder and aggravated robbery. And then Keith Roberts, the third guy who they were able to, which it never really said with him how they were able to convict him. He was in the car. He was well, just in the, he was well, the driver. I know, but like... Yeah, but there was found, also... Was, there was he three in their barracks? People. Yeah, that's what blows my mind. Yeah. There were six people. Because it says, so going back, it says they got the cert, or so Pierre and, oh, that's right. He was that's probably why. in the barracks with them. No, Pierre, If us see. If I remember, I think all of three of them were in the barracks together. Well, um, so Pierre and Andrews, they were in the crowd, so they got those guys, and then it says... It just says, uh, based off of the two men's reactions, the evidence being removed from the trash bin, officers implicated Andrews, Pierre, and Robert. So somehow the dumpster evidence linked to those three. Because, I mean, it's most likely that he, he possibly helped. He probably helped move stuff. Yeah. yeah. Like maybe he got out of the car and was helping bring stuff into the car. But he was only convicted. Evidence. Uh, he was only charged for armed robbery. Mm-hmm. Because he never actually went inside, he claims he didn't even know what was going on in mm-hmm. there. Yeah, 
Yeah, I was going to say, so, could you imagine being the getaway driver and signing up like, okay, we're going to rob this joint, and then your team goes in and does this? Well, and that's, well, and that's, that's the issue. And you're like, okay, this isn't what I signed up for, guys. Yeah, yeah. and that's the hard part, because you have you had um, Roberts, who was in the car, with another guy, um, and then you actually had two other guy, no-name guys, who were actually loading all the product into the van, and then you had Pierre and Andrews downstairs doing all this stuff. Well, it's mostly so, Pierre doing it. Adam Roos was watching, which we'll get to later. Yes. But. but at that point, I mean, you've got the four upstairs who. Even still. I mean, are they just hard. moving product? Is yes. that all they were yeah. doing? They were just moving product into the back I of the van. I just feel like you think even if you were to, I can't imagine this store being that big with a couple of guys taking as much as they can, they could completely empty out that store in less than an hour. I think mm-hmm. you're underselling how big audio was in the late 70s yeah. Yeah. i guess that's true that's but true. those speakers were like they were i mean massive. even still they were heavy and two they were men carrying one thing and and you know going in and out in and out i still with so with those two downstairs and assuming there was the other four involved roberts supposedly stayed in the car i'm assuming the other well there were two vans two vans so i'm assuming the driver of each van probably stayed in the vans Look two out. guys yeah, two other guys were moving product while the other two were downstairs. Were yeah, that's very likely. And so, so no, that's two, exactly what happened. So I guess oh, okay. the yeah. two moving, um, moving the product while everything was going on in the basement, I just don't see it taking hours. I feel like after a point, if I were a part of it, I would be like, gosh, what's taking those guys so long? Let's get out of here type thing. And like, mm-hmm. see, you know, I just... I'm, I'm almost wondering, and I'm, I'm totally speculating... But I'm almost wondering if they didn't start um, robbing the place or actually carrying product out till they had all five people downstairs. Yeah. And then from that point on, I want to say only an hour to an hour and a half passed before they were all before they were done and gone. Yeah. See, that doesn't make any sense to me, because if you're going to do a job like robbery, you want it to be done as yeah. soon as, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. as, soon as possible. Maybe maybe they were only down there for a half an hour. Well, yeah, no, because I mean, even the unfo- that part with the girl, yeah, well, he yeah, told him to leave. Yeah, he told her to leave for half an hour. So, yeah, that's why I'm assuming it would it would have taken them about an hour. I'm, I'm assuming if I had to put a time frame on it, from the moment they're tied up and they start giving them the Drano, I would assume it couldn't have been more than an hour. Because if you think, okay, they give the yeah. Drano ten minutes, realizes it doesn't mm-hmm. work. They shoot the couple people. Then he tells Andrew to leave for the half hour. Mm-hmm. Does his thing there. Um, after he's done there, then he goes to Oren, tries to strangle him, puts the pen in his ear. Then after that, it says they were done and went back upstairs. All of that couldn't have been more than an hour. Yeah. There's, there's probably... another wild thing, though. How How could he wrap his throat with a cable and not strangle him? Like, how do you fail at that? So, like, I mean... The only thing I can think of is if it was a thick enough cable, it's not going to squeeze in the right places. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I mean... If if the rubber on it is... Yeah, I mean, you're still pretty, like... It's not hard to choke someone. Right? And if you're on their back and you're... I imagine your knees are on this guy's uh, back and you're yanking with your whole body up. See, once again, I almost... Not to think so dark here, but a part of me almost feels like they gave the cord 
10 seconds and they're like, oh, it's not working. Let's do something worse. Yeah. Like, and, like they honestly, they had to be like scared or frazzled because they were trying to be quiet. Yeah. They ended up shooting people. That starts a time limit yeah. in your head because you're like, anyone could have heard that. I was talking to my parents and they actually heard a speech from Oren. He came and spoke to a, a group of people and he said the whole time he knew he just knew he wasn't supposed to die. And he says he remembers being strangled and he says that it's not going to die. He said, by the time they put the pin in my ear, he goes, I didn't even flinch. Cause I knew I wasn't supposed to die, which is, jeez. I mean, that crazy. honestly was the other thing point I would have gotten at is that to, to not be able to strangle someone like that would honestly be like an act of God. Yeah. Well, and yeah, force of angels around. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I mean, if you think of how this played out, the couple of kids finding this stuff in the dumpster and having the knowledge to report that the inspiration, that's the word to report it or, and being able to live through all this to testify. Yeah. Cause I mean, his test, his testimony was key. That's what sealed it all. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's, oh, but it's just dark. But yeah, so so messed up, but I mean, they, they, I'd like to say they got what they deserved. But I mean, I'm sure I feel they deserved much worse. Let's hear it. What did they get? Because I've been curious about that whole time. What's been their prosecution? So Pierre, freaking crazy person, apparently while he was in jail, in prison, he changed his name 27 times. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I saw that Ultimately just reversing his name. Yeah. That's what he said. To protect his family from notoriety. Yeah. Yeah. What a freaking idiot. Yeah. And um, so they were... After, ex- after exhausting his appeals, he was executed by lethal injection in 1987. Well, they I were saying both, they gave him Drano. I know. Huh? They, were both, for real. Yeah. they were both charged. They were With given three death penalties. Three, death yeah, penalties. three counts of first degree murder and That's two insane. counts of aggravated robbery. And then yeah. also each received a, yeah, each received a death penalty. Let's, for listen Andrews. to this. Can I say something real quick? Yeah. So Andrews, he appealed it even more because he said he'd actually didn't participate. This is what pisses me off so bad. I'm sorry. You didn't participate my ass. If you're sitting there watching watching somebody do that and do nothing about it, you're just as guilty as the guy doing it. Yes. To make matters worse, he turned it into a racial issue and said, they're doing this because I'm black and they're sending a... They're sending a message to the black community to not do this. That was his message. And it's like, you know what? That's not you true. You absolute dickhead. No. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. This this, no, this part aggravates me the most. I don't most. care what color you, you are. If you're doing there, that to somebody, he you deserve to Drano die. He put Drano in these people's mouths yeah. and then let Pierre sit there and do all this stuff, put the gun to their head, shoot him. Oh, I didn't participate. See, no, you were there dude, to watch. You saw it all. You participated. Whether your hands touched the gun or whatever, not what not, you participated. I agree. That's absolute insanity. 100%. Cause when, well, when I was reading this, I saw at the top, you know, it talks about how it was the six men were all black. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, and they do say that this crime became notorious for its violence and accusations of racial bias. Mm. And honestly, when I first read that, I didn't think of it as them claiming that they were being like judged against because they were black. I, I, I read it as, you know, you have these men who killed all these people. I thought they were saying racially biased as in they were attacking white people. No, no, it's it's because it they felt like oh they felt like God. their punishments were dealt Sorry. out because of 
their skin color. You no, want to you want to know what's crazy? And th- and this is this just goes to show they got what they deserve. Is I'm hearing these stories. I haven't seen pictures. I haven't seen these yeah. people yeah. doing this. Uh-huh. In my head, they were both white. Pierre's yeah. and Andrews. Oh, okay. those are French. They names. sound French. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> those are white dudes. So yeah. like. Sorry, dude. You didn't get a racial exactly. bias. No, you're you're in you're a disgusting, well, then, despicable, evil human being. See, well, I didn't part know that of that. When I was reading it. Yeah, I was the same way. I mean, he but, did come from Trinidad and Tobago, so it makes sense that his name's French. But part of that too is part of their argument with the whole racial thing was the jury was all white. Mm-hmm. They had one black guy Welcome on the come to Utah, right? yeah. <laughs> especially in the seventies. Exactly. Yeah. But I mean, they had one one guy in the jury that was black, but he ended up um, not being a part of it. Dismissed. Because and their argument was like, yeah, you got rid of the one black guy, blah blah. blah. But it it wasn't that at all. He was actually a police officer who knew family and of the victims like firsthand. So he had almost a biased. Yes. Yeah. So oh, he couldn't be 100% a part of it. A bias. Yeah. 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 I just stood up there and murder him. <laughs> yeah, for real. Well, and then, then yeah, on the racial thing, it goes even farther and says that there was, uh, there was a note supposedly found in the jury room that said, hang those racial slur. Oh, geez. And, um, and so, and, they were going back. Why didn't they investigate that more? Why didn't they look into that more? They and didn't it, put Drano down your throat, you piece of shite. Right? <laughs> you piece of shite. <laughs> but, Listen to this. This is the stupid. This is to me is really funny and really stupid. Pierre bequeathed all of his money, a total of twenty nine dollars, <laughs> mm-hmm. to Andrews. I yeah. saw that. Yeah. <laughs> Wow. Um, you freaking did all of this for what? $29? Yep. Well, and here's my other thing, right? You're you're stealing from a hi-fi shop where every single item is serialed. Yeah? Yeah. And how, where are you going to sell it? Where On are you going to sell it, dude? I mean, there. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. People, I just think people don't think. <laughs> I mean, no, obviously, no, 100%. they don't think. Yeah. Not to mention the base itself. Once you have well, this stuff, the, the base isn't going to let you just oh, yeah. drive you, on. You're just going to cruise in through the door that's armed with four military guards with M16s? <laughs> hey, what you guys got in there? Don't worry about it. We're going to worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you're bringing in two unmarked bands onto a military base in the middle of the night? Yeah. We're going to worry about it. Oh, joke. I also, well, I mean, they did have that storage unit, right? The storage unit was off base. It was off base. But still, like... Yeah. Yeah. So, but uh, Pierre, he was executed by the lethal injection August 28, 1987. Man, that that makes me so mad. He, yeah, so he's 21 at the time. Died at 34. Like, I'm, yeah, you know, he got off easy with his death, but at the same time... I would have done it immediately. Well, and like, I, it pisses me off that it took so long. See, that, well, that's I, the hard thing. It's the way the law works sometimes. I know. But here's the hard thing, though. is like I honestly believe sometimes the death Senate, the death penalty is is too forgiving. I yeah. agree. Yeah. I agree. I, I like get that. It. Almost a knife. You, like, know, you I almost mean, want a knife for an eye. That type, dude should be deal. drinking a little bit of Drano every day of his life. Yep. Until he just dies. I agree. Mm. Yeah. I, I Freaking... Would. 
put a pen then in his ear. You get into that moral issue Ooh, of two wrongs don't make a right. Yeah, but yeah. this is the kind of crap that makes me want to be a vigilante. See, well, <laughs> and here's this. Here's my thought about eye for an eye. Right, you start doing what they are doing to their victims mm-hmm. instantly. But people deterrent. are going to be like, hmm. You know, I'm not going to do the Drano. Yeah. You know, I'm it's that not. that golden rule. I'm not going to do that. Because <laughs> if I get caught. We got the tickling burglar again. <laughs> See, I, I'm i with you there. I, <laughs> tickling burglar. <laughs> no, tickle me. <laughs> Give me all your money. Give me all your money. I got a feather. Watch out for the feather. See, you'd have me there. I hate to be tickled. Take it all. Take it all. Uh, bad joke, my it's bad. 29 bucks. <laughs> I got 29 bucks. Here, have it. <laughs> I get it. Because part of me, my initial thought is, too, just do what they do to other people. I go, it's going to be more of a deterrent, that consequence, and whatever mm-hmm. you get for doing what you do, you, people are going to think about that a lot harder. But Yeah. I mean, oh, honestly, that, that is the dilemma. That is the, the difficulty. Here's, yeah, the, here's the my ground is to not do what they've done, mm-hmm. but the... Here's the my drive within me wants to do it. Here's my other yeah. thing about it too, is yeah, the death penalty might be a little bit too forgiving, but number one, we don't need them spending the rest of their lives in jail and our tax money paying for them to just have some easy lavish life. You know maybe, what? Maybe not even Make lavish. It not easy. Their jail, their jail should be on a large chunk of safari land, and they have to <laughs> hunt and forage for themselves to survive. Exactly. Put them on an island. Yeah. But- I'm not paying for anything. They just and then on top of that, that, you have to break their legs. <laughs> <laughs> Yearly. I like it. Yearly. <laughs> every every day you have to every day you have to make it no, harder for them. Not not their legs, their hands. There you go. You're so then they have to actually duty. make shelter and hunt and everything with broken hands. I like it. They could make a reality Dude, show out of this. Some messed up punishments. I'm, I'm sure. serious. Oh yeah. I don't know, man. My hell would be though being in a concrete box with absolutely nothing and just food pushed underneath a little slot. Well, what, yeah, uh, and that's uh, all you yeah, have. Yeah, that's it. Could it. Be. There's a you movie. You can do that for cheap, though. Yeah. That would be my hell. Until you die, you don't get to see anybody. You don't get to play with anything. You don't get to have any interaction. Yeah. With, or just put that's, them in a box. That's the thing I've always... I mean, I'm, I've, I'm pretty sure I've said it before in a podcast. Like, why do we let them get three nice square meals a day and then just get buffer... By the day, See, working out in the yard, only to be released stronger than when they went in. But here comes the other part of the story where, and as much as I hate to say it, you have people who believe that is inhumane. As much as they deserve it, they're inhumane and they're human beings and they don't deserve to be treated like that. I and think you will they have people who will fight right. it. Exactly. Yeah. You, you act like a human being. 100% agree you act with like you, a monster, you deserve you to be treated like a monster. Who will fight that to the death for whatever True. reason? Yeah. You want to know why they fight it to the death? Virtue. It's signal. because they haven't. It hasn't happened to them. Yeah. Because they've never had a pen pushed through their ear into mm-hmm. their esophagus. Because they've never had to been forced to drink Drano. Mm-hmm. I think. Well, neither I'm, have I, but I don't feel that way. And I'm not saying that. And I'm not <laughs> saying. <laughs> you know that what about, I mean? Like, yeah. if that happened to my family. Oh. Ooh, oh, I know. I mean, that, that not, being said. Sorry, you go ahead. Okay. I'm I'm just saying like and it's not like we're not talking every single situation, but when it's this heinous and this bad, yeah. I throw them in a box. Yeah, no, the evidence is all there. I yeah. 100% agree with you. I'm not saying I don't. Yeah. I'm that, just saying that there are you know, with being growing up, you know, as a police officer's son, I yeah. know a lot about 
or I've heard a lot about the, the you know, the dropping. system and all. Yes. And name <laughs> dropping. Um, no, I just, I, I know a lot about it and I know that unfortunately there's always another yeah. side that will fight for their, for these guys' rights as human mm-hmm. beings. And it's like, you are just now as despicable as them if you're fighting for their rights. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Or ignorant. I mean, or as ignorant. There you go. All this yeah. being said, though, like the ability for, for example, for someone like, um, was it Oren? Yeah, Oren. If he, if I don't know if he did, but if he had the ability to forgive these people, like that is a power that is, un, is beyond is, is beyond me. Yes. Like I can't even imagine being in his situation and being able to do that. Yes. Like no. that obviously is the best route possible for your soul. But while I'm here, <laughs> I want to see these mother effers burn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, especially if you have to witness what they did to your son. Well, no. and that's, that oh was going to be my other side of the argument too, is with my religious background and, you know, with a lot of other religious backgrounds, you know, you put them to death they're far worse off in the next life mm-hmm. than they are in this life. True. Yeah. And, you know, I, I 100% believe that putting them to death was probably the best option because they're far worse off than they are down here. That's right. They are but a zit on the taint of Satan right now. <laughs> Dangling down there the, in the, the ex- sweaty, just the heat. Constantly it's getting the express route day. to judgment. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean... Uh, well, and, and then, yeah... So uh, kind of back on the whole dates too. So Andrews, the one who claims he didn't do anything, um, after all of his appeals and everything, he was finally executed on July thirtieth, nineteen ninety two, at age thirty seven. Yeah. He was on death row for eighteen years. Yeah, five years after Jeez. Pierre, because of all. And he he the also got lethal injection. On. Yes. Yeah. Well, and then Roberts, he was. Um, so he was convicted of just the robbery and where was it? Yeah. He spent nearly 13 years in prison and then he later just, he later died. Yeah. He Did moved this, to Oklahoma and then Well, here's what's why. So away. Pierre and Andrews became notoriously hated prisoners. Yes. Yeah, I saw they were this. even hated in yes. jail by other felons. What I, I feel like about that's is, when you're at a, a real low. Yeah. It's like... Well, well, we're both murderers, but you're definitely. So there was a guy beneath me. <laughs> there was a guy on death row. Um, his name's Gary Gilmore. Mm-hmm. Um, he was reported as saying, um, "I'll see you in hell, Pierre and Andrews." Um, but the Deseret News actually reported it, and I actually like this one a little bit better. Is he says, "Adios, Pierre and Andrews. I'll be seeing you directly." <laughs> like he knows he's going to hell and he's like, well, I'll he, be seeing you and boy, I hope I can do on, some things to you guys. He said this on his way to the firing squad. Yes. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, God. he was on. Yeah, he was on his way to the firing squad and he both looked at both of them and said, I'll be seeing you guys directly. Hmm. Dang. So Jeez. like, as you were saying, I mean, that just you're, you're despised by people who are already on death row. Like, yeah. call. These subjects make me feel dirty. Ugh. It's just so gross to see what I think, a human can, is capable yeah. of. In, I think in the, the thing dark. that pisses me off most about this, and kind of like we were saying at the beginning, at least with like Ted Bundy, so he he gets the death penalty, electric chair, crowd cheers, he's done, he's gone, it's over. The thing that pissed me off about this, and we've already mentioned it, is the fact that after they are dead, they're gone, 
that's when all the racial stuff comes out saying that, you know, this could have been handled differently. Um, one of them I was seeing, it was saying for, for Andrews, because what? he got the death penalty and yet supposedly never actually killed anybody. But he did admit to administering Drano. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, but it was throat. the controversy that he didn't actually physically kill anybody, so why is he I getting a punishment as severe as that? Right. Well, it doesn't again, matter. Once again, it's like what Chris was saying. It, you're you're there. You're witnessing mm-hmm. this. You're not doing anything to stop it. Well, I, but uh, your intention was murder. Yeah. They've already came out and exactly. said that they watched a movie trying to learn how to kill people yes. quickly and quietly. Uh-huh. Yeah. You did the action that did that in the movie. It just didn't work out like you planned. That's, al- that's right. almost your like, intent was to murder. That's wow. almost like if you were to to take a make a test where you had two buttons in front of you. And one button would kill the other participant, and the other button would let them live. And you pushed the one that would kill them, mm-hmm. not knowing it wouldn't work. Yeah. Isn't that just as bad? You are intentionally doing yes. the thing that you think will murder that person. Yes. Yeah. Well, and then I, I was like... actually reading on this. So um, when they found the handwritten note, hang the you know explicit of there, mm. um, what should have happened is there actually should have been a mistrial taken because you know it it is kind of a racial statement inside they found a note all that stuff i get well, it is a racial statement i mean well, completely yes i mean yes it is and so they should have actually been de- declared a mistrial um and then you know however they go from from there um but the judge actually never did um, but why i think personally it's just a piece of paper it is so. But, what that? But you, it, you've you've come into you've come into bias information where it looks like the jurors, no matter what information they're getting, they've already come up with the decision. Hang them. So, are so they is saying a jury that the jurors that did the left notes? a note? Someone, yeah, one of the jurors left a note in the juror room that said, "Hang the." Okay. Uh, yeah. They should have got a new jury. Yeah. At that so point. there should have been declared a mistrial, but the judge never declared that. Instead. Um, it said, well, I mean, he really didn't need to. Evidence is overwhelming. Yeah. Why that paper wouldn't matter. Exactly. Yeah. So, I think that's where the judge looked at it and he was like, no, the evidence is let's overwhelming. Use common this sense is going to happen. Yeah. And I, I mean, think, and they may have not even been racist, but they were just so angry at the case that that was just like, yeah. you deserve. Yes. Well, worst. ultimately December, 1996. So this is now four years after um, Andrews was put to death. Um, the Inter-American Commission found that the United States had violated its international obligation by denying William Andrews a trial free from racial discrimination. Hmm. Well, so See, and ultimately, it, because of that letter, he should have, because had, of the laws, gotten a retrial. He yeah. should have never... He His death might have been slated, you know, longer, who knows, or what happened. I just feel like... But, I feel like if you got a brand new jury... That was, you know, 50-50, white, black, and redid it with the case laid out here. I still see the outcome the same. Exactly. This is where... He was just trying to buy time, let's be honest. Oh, yeah. This is where I'm coming from by how, when I was saying there's always that other side who will say that it's inhumane. You got these people who are fighting for this guy to keep him alive because of racial comments... 
or because it's a racist biased thing, they could care less almost. To me, it feels like they could care less the fact that he put Drano in these people's mouths, ultimately, you know, just terrorized these tortured. people, tortured them, and was a part of the murdering of these people. They are like shoving that aside and going, ah, oh, this is a racial situa- racial situation mm-hmm. now. Dude, my mind and, doesn't and even that's where fathom a monster's that a monster. I, I don't understand. Right? A monster's a monster. It it's, doesn't matter color or anything. Like, exactly. That's the that's and that's, yeah. that's I think what most, is so frustrating about. I think this. most people agree with that. Yeah. At, that the, a at the end a monster. of the day, we are all humans. Yes. And these are some of the worst of the worst humans, and we don't need that mm-hmm. in in humanity. I agree. Yeah. You know, I was thinking as because of what happened here tonight and me just assuming these guys were white because of their last names. I was like, you know what? That's how they should do jury. Yeah. Eliminate that even as a possible clause. You give them, you know, X, Y, Z. Here's their fake names. Yeah. Like, I don't understand why they allow the jury to see to be seen. It's like, okay, that's true. Here you go, jury. Here's the here's the plaintiffs. Here's the defendants. Here's this. What is what happened? And you don't have to see any faces. You don't have to see anything. Like, like, Jerry doesn't even see each other. Heck, throw yeah. in a voice changer. Huh. Yeah, allow Just them do to a blind listen. Trial. Allow them that to listen to genius. the trial. That's but smart. As a voice, yeah, as a voice and changer. And like you said, something. completely change the names. John Doe, Jane Doe, something just... And then just have it written down what it goes to what. Have yeah. a sheet around when they're doing yeah, just their, even just Jer one, Jer two, Jer three, Jer four. That right there would get rid of any racial bias. Because then they're basing no. it strictly off of the facts that they're hearing, not what they're actually seeing with their eyes mm-hmm. as far as that goes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's genius. And if a lawyer has like physical evidence to present, it pops up on a screen or whatever so they can they see it. They could easily have a without... monitor in there and exactly. be watching the lawyer and the judge. They put the evidence down on a table that has a camera on it that is not pointing to the defendant or the prosecute or whatever the terms are. Yeah, but... Yeah, yeah, that's I think genius. that'd be great. I've also said that same thing about voting for presidency is yeah. like, here's <laughs> here's what I want. OK, I want that. I want that. I want that. I want. That. OK, this is your president. Bing. Yeah. And there goes your vote. Well, there, oh, yeah, hey, right? that's dope. Yeah. I, I <laughs> even said that about hiring people. Yeah. <laughs> like give a resume. It doesn't have your name and like present all the things about you that make you good for this job. The person hiring you doesn't matter. They see the things they need and they mm-hmm. hire you. Yeah. yeah. You walk in, you're like, oh, you're the one I hired? Oh, hey, what's up? How you doing? (laughs) Well, I know they say that in job hiring, you're not supposed to discriminate off of sex, race, age, you know, anything like that. But, I mean, you have to, the human mind can't help but have thoughts as soon as you see somebody. Yeah. Well, you're you're going off of your same experiences in life. Right. Like, let's let's take a, a very stereotypical job let's say like a hollister uh clothing store you get a 70 year old man dressed in his walmart outfit you know the person hiring for that is instantly going to look at him and be like i don't know if he's right for this job (laughs) and it's just going to be that instant like he's not going to i'm not saying this you know you would act on it in any way but your brain just naturally Mm -hmm. does that let's even put it this way what if they could even see a, you know, 300, 350 pound person walking in going, oh, man, because I, I mean, I don't know Hollister that much, but I don't think they really make no, clothes that big. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. And but this person could know so much about clothes and clothing and that selling. like and selling that someone walks in. He could be like, 
I know what you need, but they're going to probably turn him away because, hey, he, he doesn't fit I mean, our I get, style. I, I get that. I do think that there is a, a style for certain positions, right? Like... I, oh, yeah, yeah, I yeah. There are saying. specialty positions. Well, yeah. that there are specialty yeah. positions. More like, yeah. think, think of something like this. Like, so imagine a a five foot, a long, dark haired man with a, a nasty, like pencil thin mustache, and you see him stab someone in an alley. Next time you see somebody who looks vaguely like that person, what are you gonna think? Yeah. Oh, Stabby, I might Nick, get stab, stabbed stab. in the alley. <laughs> yeah. Like it's it's natural yeah. instinct. You're like, that equals bad. Well, it's kind of. I see it again. That might cause bad. It's like how us as kids, you know, watch out for unmarked white vans. Yeah. To this day, if I see an unmarked van, I'm like, oh man, he's kidnapping somebody. (laughs) (laughs) You know how many vendors I see that drive around? Like, especially the ones without windows. Red Bull, for instance, my company that I work for, (laughs) we have for our sales trainees. Unmarked white vans that they drive around in. <laughs> well, they're just snatching well, up kids. Okay. And, and it's totally stereotypical because I have an unmarked white van that says free candy on the side. Nobody comes near it. I just want to give out candy. It's summertime. You got to do ice cream. It's just bought oh. too much. <laughs> I want to get rid of it. Play the little jingle. Drive around the neighborhood. No wonder people glare at him. Jeez. Now I know. Shave your mustache into the house. <laughs> Come on, children. Uh, but, but no, I I think on that note, though, I think it's I think we've covered pretty much everything in this. Dude, um, this yeah, this, this is, is this is horrific. Wild one, and and, and and I like one more comment. The, one of the craziest things about this is like if if you're from Utah, you know, like it is a very like let's let's say. Uh, it's a boring state. White toast, like white bread place. <laughs> yes. Like it's super calm. It's boring. It's chill. It's safe. Like I, I people leave their doors Especially open. Especially Ogden in the mid seventies. Yeah. Like that's people back when were, it was okay. No, it's not so. Pe- yeah, people, <laughs> people were leaving their doors unlocked. Mm-hmm. I mean, back in the early nineties, I remember we never locked our door. Yeah, always so, I mean, left the front door wide open. You know. You look at things like this, the hi-fi murders, the the murder Ted, among the Mormons, the, Ted, Bundy. Ted Bundy, like those three things are probably the biggest, most controversial things that have ever happened in Utah. And they all happen to be around the 70s. Yeah. <laughs> and, some and wild time. Here. <laughs> <laughs> and other than that, Utah is like a super safe place. So these things definitely like rocked, rocked our little state. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, Throw in your comments. Um, let us know how you guys feel, what you think. Yeah. Uh, and you go know, listen we, to one of our happier podcasts. Yes. Yeah. yes. <laughs> I hope, I hope we, you guys stay around long enough to enjoy like the, the banter after the heavy, because yeah. this got definitely a lot better, I feel. Yep. <laughs> I, don't feel I hope so it was heavy. worth $29. I think it's our natural consciousness. Yeah. We, the five That's of how we us cope. can't. <laughs> right? That's how, yeah. yeah. I honestly, like, I, humor is a huge coping mechanism for me, and so like... I even like I laugh at death. Like that's yeah. that's how I deal. I have to make jokes. I'm the same way. Yeah. Well. Oh boy. Uh, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> thanks for joining us, everybody. Yes, we hope you loved thank it. Thank you. If you enjoyed it, please hit that like and subscribe button. Yes. 
Um, but stick around. We got other stuff, fun stuff. We love you guys. Thanks for being here. And thanks for being part of this crowd. Yeah. And if you're, if you're listening on whatever podcast air you're listening on, also do the same thing. Throw a rating on there. Yes. Rating Only five stars. Means the most. <laughs> <laughs> Shares with your friends, your family. Yes. Put a share out there. Maybe Anyways. not your children. <laughs> no. Yeah. Well, no. Other yeah. episodes. Maybe some other episodes. <laughs> we'll do them. Let's just keep their ears away from this one. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Right, you guys have a we'll good see night. You. See you next week. Wherever you're at. Love you guys. Thanks for being part of this crowd. Ciao.